Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, four weeks left to go until the Let's Talk Dubs in the Wagon one crazy weekend here in Las Vegas. That night kicks off with two strip cruises on Friday night, 6 o'clock and 9 p.m. for those latecomers. In between, we've got a gathering spot at the Orleans Hotel and Casino that'll have some cool stuff on display, and uh, the Orleans Hotel is going to have a nice uh, spot for us to congregate and hang out. Make sure you book your room now. And the book, the booking room code is AVWC109. AVWC109 is the code to book your room and get a discounted room rate. I think the rooms regularly go for three and change. With that code, they're about $125. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys out here for that. want to thank our sponsors for the event, Finley Volkswagen, The Lab, Ross Wolf, Pedal Work, Sunkiss Graphics for all the printing needs. My buddy Eric with Damn Volks, and appreciate everybody that sponsored the event. Looking forward to seeing you guys out here. Speaking of events, this last weekend, George and I went to Kelly Park, and it was quite an adventure. It was George's first time going to Kelly Park, so we're looking forward to it. Met up with my boy Miguel, my buddy Tony Marisi, and you know did the usual things that we do that weekend. Kelly Park, if you haven't been, it's a it's it's a long weekend of fun-filled events that you'll hear about during this podcast but it was a weekend to remember that's for sure and we also talk about selling some of the misfit cars i have here on the lot but it's a good podcast getting you caught up with what we have happening lately a little bit of a quasi roundtable. i want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by vw trends magazine the magazine for the people by the people the next issue is out so if you're looking to get subscribed get subscribed at vwtrendsmagazine.com so go check them out and support the sponsors for the podcast. Without any further ado, guys, let's get into it this week. The Kelly Park Weekend with Bill and George on Let's Talk Dubs. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have around the house. The 1974 Volkswagen, covered by VW Motor Security Blanket. guys welcome to another episode of let's talk dubs i'm your host bill t we got george t in the studio george what's up what's up everybody all right so we're uh kicking off a little round table we're going to discuss some current events that's going on plus what happened last weekend as we rolled up to northern california for the kelly park weekend so um what have i been up to lately so lately i've been up to selling a bunch of cars um I liquidating sold, the fleet. Yeah, liquidating the fleet, just generating some some car cash, right? So uh, some of you guys might do this. I know I do this. I, I have a little bit of my car money separate from my household money, and so I want to make sure that I've got what I need in respect to cars. And I was looking around the garage, and I started acquiring some projects, and I thought I really want to – I really got to thin it down so that I can focus more time on another one. So I ended up selling uh, – selling a, a Corvair that I had because I bought a nicer – like a better model Corvair, and then – I could dump that thing for like 6,500 bucks. I think I probably had like 70, 7,500 bucks in there or something like that maybe. But Are you telling me you lost money on Corvair? I don't believe you. <laughs> well, I, I could ask more. Like, well, I, So here's the funny part. I put it up on the Corvair Trader and the guys in the Corvair Trader are like, that's way too low. I'm like, who would ever say that? Like, 
Yeah. That's somebody that wants to sell theirs for a lot of money. And I've noticed. Well, their car probably wasn't as nice. And they're like, what are you doing selling that one for that much? Yeah. So, so I noticed. It was a decent looking car. It wasn't built yeah, to a high a level, driver, but it looked driver, really good. Driver. You yeah. don't build those cars to high levels. Bro. You're just burning money. Even if you point. do, you still, still would have sold it for 6500 bucks. <laughs> correct. Correct. So I, it was funny because I had a friend of mine. I gave a Corvair to our buddy, Chris Clark, who's uh, who's been a podcast alumni. And he's an artist and does a lot of cool renderings. And we were talking. He's looking at one of the Corvairs. He's like, bro, I make a Corvair El Camino. We'll go take that one. You can make it because this one that I had needed a lot of work. And so the funny part is, you know, the Corvairs for sale. And some guy sends me a message on, on Facebook. says, hey, the travel all in the background, the travel that I bought like in Fresno somewhere. He's like, Vincent is that for forever? Yeah. I bought project it on the back 10 years ago for 700 bucks. Yeah. No title. Right. Yeah. So. I got that thing back there. It's a complete car. And then I thought, what am I doing? Let me just clear clear my life out of this. some of this never-to-be project. So uh, I instantly post the travel all up. And I'm like, this car is, and I post it for $800, like a freaking deal. Well, I don't pay attention when I first, when I first post it. I'm in Los Angeles. Because when I'm searching Facebook, I'm searching all different zip codes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when I put it on Facebook Marketplace, I end up posting it for sale in Los Angeles. So I'm like, I'm getting all these dudes hitting me like, yo, where's the car at? Where can I come get it? I'm like, it's in Vegas. Everybody's like, does it run? I'm like, it's $800. Yeah. It doesn't freaking run, right? It runs like a freaking sewing machine yeah. for $800. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no, you could drive I got it. brand new tires on it, too. I just checked all the fluids. It's ready to come when you're like, come yeah, on, drive people. Yeah, drive it to New York for $800. So... <laughs> I end up taking the thing and uh, a guy shows up to buy it. I, I didn't tell you this story. A guy shows up to buy it who lives over by you, right? Shows up to buy it and he's like, and I said, look, it's got no title. You got to get a title, but it's not a big deal. Uh, and he's like, yeah, title's no big deal. I got a friend's got a tow yard, whatever. And so he's standing there and he's looking at the, he's looking at the red Corvair and he's like, man, or the orange one. He's like, is that for sale too? And I had it for sale on Facebook for like $1,300, right? And it needed mm-hmm. some work. And I just said, he's like, I said, yeah, that one's for sale too. He's like, what do you want for? I said, well, since you're here, dude, I'll sell to you, I'll sell you that for eight hundred bucks. I said, eight hundred bucks, an extra hundred bucks to tow it to your house well, for the travel. He's like, no, because you have a way to tow it. Yeah. So I thought, all right, nine hundred bucks, I'm gonna the travel. Also, he says, man, I really like this Corvair. I said, well, if you want that Corvair, I'll sell it to you for the same exact price. So he ends up buying that after some guys like hot on the travel, and I'm like, yeah, dude, just you know, I think I got it sold. So then I mark it sold when that dude shows up and then, cause that guy shows up with cash. And so I end up selling the Corvair instead of that. So I then sell the travel all travel all goes bye bye. Some guy in Chicago buys it. I'm like, bro, this is a dream car for someone from Chicago. Yeah, Chicago yeah. Cause the, the travel all still exists. They just <laughs> rust. Like they rust around the wheel wells. Cause I think the way that yeah. the, the body metals overlap, water gets trapped in there and right around all the wheel arcs. They, they rust, but they're gangster. Like t- in my opinion, travel all versus like a suburban travel is way cooler. Cause it's more, a more bigger box here look yeah, and yeah in fact it's more unique like people don't know what international is so i sell the travel i sell that for 800 bucks so i sell the or 900 bucks i sell the travel all for uh 800 bucks some guy comes over that works at some vip uh like high-end luxury car place mm-hmm. and he's a mechanic over there but he's back east guy and he's like i'm buying it for my buddy so he buys that and then i sell the corvair and I mark it for 6500 bucks. First guy comes to look at it. It's like, yep, I'll take it. Done. And I said, matter of fact, I, look, I got another windshield for this thing. I'll give you the windshield. And I gave him like two or three other parts. So you just have all the parts that I, that I was going to do to it. Then I found my rear valance at your place. And so mm-hmm. he was super stoked about that. So I ended up selling the Corvair. So I ended up with like uh, $1,600, like 8000 bucks in my pocket um, for the cars I just liquidated that like I was driving, but wasn't driving. Like if I wasn't driving the Corvair, I'd end up 
like the tire be flat and the battery be dead or whatever. So I cleared that out of my life. And then I started thinking, I really like to sell the type 34 that I have. I want to build the type 34, but I wanted to sell it. And when I priced it, I priced it at 10 grand, which seemed like a fair price to me for a complete type 34. That's not rusty. It has typical rust, but not rusty. What do I mean by not rusty? Well, there was a type 34 Gia on the type 34 page on Facebook recently. And we kicked it. We were down there kicking it with Tristan. We went to bug in a couple weeks ago, handed out a bunch of flyers for the event, not bug in, but uh drag day, drag day, hobby, drag and day. we met up with Tristan and we met up with uh lion not. So, uh, Tristan's uh, Bellissimo photo or something like that's his uh, um, photo of something's his Instagram and then Lion Notch. We're kicking with both those dudes down there, uh, rapping for a bit. And I see, we see this Type 34 hops up. So all the Type 34 guys are seeing it. And I'm like, and the pictures I'm seeing, I'm like, bro, that thing's pretty nice, dude. I'll, I'll buy that thing. Like, if it's 6500 bucks, I'll buy it. Mine's money in the bank. I'll, I'll get that money eventually. So I, I hit him up and I said, I saw he's interested. He's like PM. So I said, Hey bro, let me know what's up when you see that type 34 gear. I see. And so I see him at drag day and I'm like, Hey, what was up with that type 34? He's like, ah, oh, bro. And so this guy was selling this type 34. He says, I bought it for parts, but because of the market, like I hate people. I already yeah. hate him already because of the market. I think I'm going to, I'll, I'll see what, and I hate Mr. Best offer. I hate that. Like I'll see what best offer is. What do you guys want to pay me for this? Well, he takes all glamour shots, bro. Like, you know, that heifer you met up for prom night and then you've seen her glamour shots and then you show up, she like butt ugly. Like, he sends me the pictures. The whole bottom six inch of that car is not slightly rusted. It's rotten. And I was mad. I was like, bro, I should take those pictures and post them on that form and be like, hey, everybody who thinks you're going to get a good deal on this car, you're going to get robbed. It's worth parts and pieces only. And then that led me to the Type 34 that you got a lead on that you kicked over to me through a mutual friend of ours, which was pretty sweet. And we're still waiting. The, the lady called me on that. So that's a whole nother that story one's in limbo right now. Yeah. That one's and believe it or not. Here's the craziest part about type 34 gear. That car is like three, Here, mi- three miles from my house. The true craziest part about it. So my friend calls me. He's like, Hey, this lady has, I think she's got like five or six things on site, whatnot and a Corvair and something else. And he's sending me all these pictures. And obviously He's assuming <laughs> the that the Type 3 Gia is a Corvair. And I said, hey, that's not a Corvair. And I that's when I sent it immediately to you. Yeah. I was like, Bill's got the money to play with right now. I'll send it to Bill. So we go over there. And then it's one of these things where it's like, I see it. And then I'm like, oh, bro, that's a deal. And then he's like, yeah, you can come by today at 4 and take a look at it. And I said, all right, well, I'll come by, take a look at it. And then I never made it over there that day. It was, I was busy. And then I call him up later that week. And I said, hey, I'm going to come by and check those cars out. So I go, she's got four there's four things stacked on top of each other, and these things yeah. are stripped. And they're rusty. Like, you can see the rust. But they're in, stripped. In not, not close pictures, meaning like a distant shot, you can see how much the rockers are bubbled up and everything. Yeah. So they're bad. They're not nice things. Yeah, so we see the Type 34. We get all this stuff, and then I'm like, so we go over. The, I go over to the house. I take a look at it. He calls a lady. We go in the back, look at the cars, and I'm looking at this Type 34. I'm like, oh, dope. And then George's like, bro, I looked at the picture, zoomed in. I, don't think, I think the roof's cut off on it. Yeah, so it had a thing hard top set over the Type 3 Gia. And as you look through the side window, uh, the, the the sail panel window of the thing top, I could see that the roof was at an angle. So I'm telling my friend, like, did they cut the roof off that car? He goes, no, that roof is just sitting there. I said, not the, I said, I understand that's a thing roof on it. 
I said, it looks like in the pictures that the you roof already, is cut you're off. You're already talking to the guy that called it a Corvair. Exactly. But so, I was like, I could see in the <laughs> yeah. picture that the angle was all all wrong on the C-pillar and that the roof was at an extreme angle. And, and here's like, the worst ah. part. Our buddy who's neighbors with this person was like, they have like a 55 Chevy wagon over there. And he's like, bro, 57 Chevy wagon. He's like, yeah. I just want the wagon. And of course, the story with the wagon is like, my grandson's going to fix that yeah. up. Like, anyway. so that He's car, on his way right now. That car you better find at the junkyard probably in a couple of years. But he's pretty annoyed about that. So we... We go look at it. I pull the thing top off, and it's so annoying, bro. Like, I look at the car, and they literally cut the cut the perfectly fine roof off. They were going to make yeah. that car a Roadster or something. And long story short, super straight body. It's missing everything. It's Which, literally just the shell. Now, the car I have here has all the parts. Yeah. But then it kills me to where that car with a little bit of welding could be back together as a complete car. True. And you can put two back a on lot, the road. A lot of welding. Need that, you need to put a roof back on. You need someone with a planching hammer to go on that. Bro, freaking, you're you need talk, to go on that quarter panel pl- for about a week, and they might get no. Straight. The car over here, like yeah, but I'd rather buy a. I'd rather buy a rotten car quarter panel than junk this one. You know what yeah, I mean? This none of them are deserved to be junked, especially if they're close enough. And well, like when I saw enough. the roof cut off, I thought if anything, at least it would be rear sections that could be welded onto yours. That's, so, that's actually why I was like, Bill, look at this. Yeah, that's the limbo where we're at. And then we're at Cars and Coffee uh, the week prior, and Buddy of ours comes up to us, and he's like, hey, what are you guys up to? We're like, oh, I haven't seen you. He lives on the other side of town. So he rolled over. And then I'm like, what are you mobbing out here? And he's like, oh, I got this lower Tacoma around the corner. So I'm like, rad, let's go check it out. You know, so he's like, it's all bagged and everything. So we go check it out. It's this green, and it's the Dodge Hellcat green uh and it's got the clean looking truck. Yeah, clean rotiforms, rotiforms on it. It's so it's got a little bit of Euro style to it, which I like. It's it's got four it's four linked in the back and bagged and all this kind of stuff. And so he's like, "Bro, I really want your square back." I'm like, "You want my square back?" I said, "You bought a square back fifteen grand. It ne- it's gonna need a motor. Like it runs and drives, but it's gonna need a motor." And he's like, "Bro, I'll give you this truck in eight thousand bucks." And I'm like, I started thinking like. I mean, it, here's the crazy part, right? It's an old Toyota. It's a 96 Toyota Tacoma. A um, couple hundred K on the clock. Right. So, But though, like that car in, in stock form is probably worth $4,000. If it, if it was bone stock with yeah. 270,000 miles, you get four grand for it all day probably. Yeah. Just because they're, t- they're, they're, they're Toyotas. Pickups. Yeah, yeah, they sell regardless. And so... This has a fairly new motor in it, but it's been bagged. It's got it's been it's been cut up. It, it lays frame, and I, I I thought, well, if I do the little trade, I get more money in my car account. If I go down the road of fixing, which I really wanted to keep the square back, I wanted to fix it. If I go down the road and fix the square back, I'm gonna put ten fifteen thousand the square back. Just start doing the motor because the motor's gonna lead to the transmission, and then that's gonna lead to short axles. It's gonna lead lead lead, and so I thought. Well, this is an easy way for me not to have another project because it's a little overwhelming when you get a lot of projects out there because it's all money that's needed to be spent. So I thought, and I told him when I met with him, I said, yeah, Jesse, my only thing, like like this Tacoma's not his baby. This Squareback is one of the boys from Vegas. The yeah. car's been around forever. It's been around since the very early 90s. Yeah, so I said Kicking to him, around. I was like, just... I said, my only concern is that you'll set the square back, bro. You got to give me first rider refusal. Jess Nakata has a, has a reputation of being a little bit of a flipper, so. <laughs> well, and he just, he, you know, he says, well, and it, where he defended himself in, in the flipping regards is he says, I've never made money on a single car he sold. No, I don't mean in, in the sense that he, he likes flips to cars change for cars. profit. He changes cars like underwear, so he, flip, now, he flips them. In good, in the, on the good side, as long as he gets a motor dialed in for that thing, that car would be lasting forever. Yeah. 
he said this is the first car that he ever went to get with the square back. And he said his wife was like super stoked to get it. She's like, that's so cool. Because it's a dope car. It's awesome, blah, blah, blah. So, Built um, by George C. at the wagon. So, she, so she, yeah, right there. So she's, so she's, so she, they, they've got that now. I took the Tacoma and I thought, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. I put some posts on my personal Instagram of Built Vegas. And then I thought my son's turning 16 a little bit. Hook him up with that to go to school. He'll be a cool kid at school driving a bagged out Tacoma. And in my, from my standpoint, if that kid drives that car for two months to school, he'll be a car guy. You know what I mean? Just because, you know, you know what I mean? Like rolling into a parking lot of school, your truck is like money green, check me out. And then you bag it out, lay frame. All the kids will be like, oh, bro, what is this? And he's like, ah, it's just my bag taco. All of a sudden, he'll be hip with the lingo and everything. So, and it's got some beats in it. So, uh, I thought it was kind of cool to end up with that. I don't know the long-term prognosis for the Toyota. Um if the kid likes it, you know, I'll, I'll drive for a couple weeks. If he likes it, I'm stoked. He can cruise that thing. It should be fairly reliable, but it's been monkeyed with a little bit. Dude. Like yeah. you open the hood and stuff like that. She she ain't so pretty under the hood. But I had to give Andrew a little lesson because when we came back from the Kelly Park weekend, I had to get in and start it. And I turned the key and it was like rrr, 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 cranking really slow. And the compressors kick on immediately. And the AC was on five and the stereo's on. And I'm like, Dude, you can't just because it had trouble starting, right? Because everything's on high, and it's got compressors that kick on as soon as the ignition yeah, is hit to it. Living a bag life. So yeah, the bag life for sure. But yeah, I had to give him a lesson. Like you got to shut this stuff off. Shut you can't it down. Leave, you can't leave all this stuff <laughs> running, bro. So, uh, so then, so now I'm in like sell mode. Get a little bit of cash here, and then I and then I thought I looked at my weekend warrior, and I'm like, yeah, my kids don't really go to the dunes that much anymore. I was like, I saw the weekend warrior. So I put the weekend warrior for sale for a good price. I get a couple people that are interested. And then George and I, I'm talking to George. I'm like, let's go to Kelly park. And we decided to head to Kelly park to go to that weekend. And remembering the Sacramento show, we hauled the big long, the long, long trailer. Yeah. It was 500 bucks for hotel room. So my attitude was like, you know what? Let's save the 500 bucks. I've got a hotel room we can bring with us in my mind's mind. I'm thinking that yeah. things going to tow a lot faster and easier and whatever. And, Anyway, it like three tanks of gas to get there. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I don't think we used three tanks of gas to get to Sacramento. Re, to Sacramento, no, you know what I mean? I think we did two tanks of gas. The efficiency of the Kong Dong, as opposed to the Weekend Warrior, yeah. was night and day, yeah. and the way it towed too. Oh yeah, we had a lot of sketchy moments with the Weekend Warrior on the back, yeah. with just a double cabin, and none, it wasn't loaded with water. It wasn't loaded with wastewater. It wasn't like really way down. It was just the double cab in it. Yeah, it's the height and how high it sits off the yeah. ground. She was squirrely, dude. It was it was not fun. Little not bit, fun little bit sketchy. So we head up to uh, plus we went through to Hatchby with winds. Yeah, I mean the things a wind sail to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 mobbed we mobbed it up there, and then on the on the way up there, the guy calls me. There was a couple guys interested. One guy says he's going to buy it on Tuesday. He never shows up. So I'm thinking like, well, whatever. He ain't going to buy it. Somebody's going to get. Somebody's going to buy it because I price it to sell. We're driving up there, and the guy's like, "Hey, man, uh, I got, I got, I got my a money. hotel room in Vegas. So I want to pick that up today." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'm living in a hotel right now." I'm like, "Really, dude?" And so I said, "Well, unfortunately, I'm I'm towing it to San Jose right now, but you can buy it when I get back." Well, can I come get it Sunday because I'm living in a hotel till then? And I was like, "Well, we're not going to be back till late Sunday night, so 
you know, we could just pick it up. So yeah, it's a ten or twelve hour drive. So even if we're left at noon, we're coming home. Well, at 10 no, or 11. it's it's eight hours. It's an eight hour drive. I mean, when we're going nonstop, but we have a tendency to just keep stopping, bro. I don't know we stopped. I mean, we had to stop for gas four, three times. Three times. That's why we kept stopping. And I don't, you know, and I wasn't doing full tanks every time, but like we stop at a thing. I'm like, well, might as well just fill it up while we're here. So, um, note it, note to self: when you're using those big pumps made for semis, even in the lowest setting. They're way too fast for standard trucks because <laughs> yeah. it kept spinning. It, it literally kept spitting it out, and I'm like, "Oh, we're full." Yeah, and we weren't full. No, George didn't <laughs> fill us up one time. So uh, we end up we we drive. Thing is, anything adventurous happen on the way to uh, on the way to San Jose? Hmm. I don't think there's anything adventurous, right? Pretty low key drive. Uh, stopped a few places. It was interesting because as soon as we got to California, I'm expecting to see everybody masked up. Nope. Everywhere we stopped, all the truck stops. Nobody's like masked. We, I walk in with the mask and I look around and I see like four or five guys with no mask and no one's telling them to take it off. <laughs> Out she goes. It's coming off. See you later, mask. So, um, so we end up getting up there. We pull into town probably about, about just before four o'clock, right? So we leave yep. Vegas at six, action on the road by seven, get there by four o'clock. So it's really an eight hour, eight and a half hour drive. Okay. So we get there. Uh, connect with our boy Miguel. We go to Miguel's house and we kind of we're kicking with him for a little bit. And our boy Miguel, um, a friend of mine I met a couple years ago, one of my DBK buddies, and uh, we go check out his collection. My boy Miguel's a trip, dude. Miguel's a collector, dude. Like when I yeah. say collector, dude, like he collects. Yep. So he's big and like vans and you know whatever i mean even the boy's the, got a wall of shoes in his garage of unworn vans they're, like, they're, they're gonna get worn but you know what i mean it's like he it, it's funny we started talking about working hard he says i work too hard to see like you want the blue ones or the red ones i'll get both yeah <laughs> it's like kind of became the theme for the weekend right you want a burrito or a taco i'll so get both let's give people a breakdown of what the weekend's going to consist of so we're heading to the kelly park weekend mm-hmm. not not just one event uh we knew we were going to be getting we wanted to get there early enough to go to Mark Merrill's open house, which is at his own personal shop. And then the next day was going to be the Red Barn camp out. Not camp out, Swamp Meet, I'm Swamp sorry. Meet. Yeah. And everything for us was a camp out. Yeah. We're bringing the house with and us. And then the third day was going to be Sunday at Kelly Park. So this is the weekend we have planned. Right. And so we got in town early enough, met up with Miguel, mm-hmm. went to his house, and then we take a regular car, like a regular street car, because we have a giant truck and trailer yeah. and it's not really conducive to you're the not California mobbing lifestyle, around. that's for darn sure. Yeah, you're not mobbing that around Mountain View, California. So we bomb down in a regular truck and head over to Mark Merrill's. Yeah, so we so so we get to Mark Merrill's. George has never been there before. I've never been to Kelly Park. I've never done the whole weekend. And, and I've told you like... And for, hang on, let's put this side note in. Normally it takes place in April, and they have right. it going to September now. And I know why, because we left at 109 degrees here and showed up to beautiful San Jose at 105. I was like, so, I thought we were coming to California, yeah, so they bro. moved it. They, they moved it. It's a whole COVID move because normally yeah. it would have been this April and the weather up there in April is super beautiful. nice. Beautiful. Yeah, Super nice. So we, so George, have you ever been to San Jose and stuff before? Uh, I don't think so. I don't so, think I've been to San Jose. I've never been to Miguel's shop or any of that right. stuff. So, so, no. so we're, going, no. we're going up there. George's never been there. So we get to go through Gilroy and smell all the garlic and all that kind of stuff and all the fresh smells on the way up there. But we get to Kelly. We, we get to Mark Merrill's place. What's your impression when you walk in and see the cars at Mark Merrill's? It was a, a pretty astounding collection the guy has. Like uh, everything there. I mean everything. One of everything at least. Right. Let's say that. Like right, even down to yeah. like the '79 Beetle, he like had, last production. He had a Brazilian year. car. What Brazilian car did he have there? A, a Brazil? Was it a Brasilia? 
No. No, it was like a Puma-looking thing. SP2. I don't know what it is. That's okay. an SP2, yeah. yeah. I did see it, and I was checking it out, but it was like a Puma-looking thing. But he's got Mexican Beetles. got SP2. Yeah. He's got... The, the crazy part, the collection is parked for like it starts in the right corner, and it's a 47... First, it's a 40... Like a 47 chassis. Push-button cutaway chassis. Yeah. So... I do, this would have been something that would have been in a dealership. Right. So people can explain the moving parts because everything had a cutaway. They literally have a cutaway at the, the axle. Tran- yeah, the, the axle, the transmission. So you can see the axle turning everything, inside. Dude. Everything. The motor's all cutaways on it. The transmission's cutaway. The front beam has cutaway. Yeah, so imagine a how I feel. Cutaway. Imagine how I feel when I buy that cutaway 1600 that Richardson ended up with. Yeah. And I go buy it on Craigslist for like $100, and I and I show up there, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking like, yeah, I got some rare stuff. I got a cutaway engine. And then I walk in there, and he's like, oh, here's a 1947 electric push-button cutaway and like a whole chassis. And he's got a separate engine, too, just to really oh, yeah, rub yeah, yeah, salt yeah. in the wound. Yeah, so, and the, the, one of the coolest parts about Mark Merrill's little collection is he collects, so he'll collect magazines, stuff, so people give him stuff, I'm sure, all the time. And so he has a full magazine rack in the hallway, and he says, free, take one. So he's got all his duplicate copies of magazines. Yeah. Just out for free, so I loaded up with a handful of magazines because you know scrounge. Because you know get, you need are more magazines. Got to get some free mags. So w- it's we, like SEMA show. You so, leave there with thirty magazines, they're all gonna hit the trash. Yeah. Point. So George gets there. I, I end up. I see Mark Merrill, our buddy Eric Heinrichs there, another DBK guy, and Eric and his wife are there. The, the nice part is you walk in. There's a big tiki hut where it's free drinks, and then they got a little taco stand, just kicking out tacos. They got free beer. It like, was. That's he, the way to put on a house. He does it house. right. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like you, when I used to tell you, like, dude, you got to go check out Mark Merrill's thing. Like, you think like, oh, what's the big deal? Look, some cars. Like, it's more the experience, like hanging out with your friends. Almost the funnest part of the weekend. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Well, we'll oh, hopefully, I can't wait we to hear what the fun. I, I can't wait to hear what the funnest part of the weekend was. But so we go, we go over there, and then we, uh, I, I stop Mark for a few minutes. I'm like, Mark, I need to get you on the podcast. So hopefully, we'll have Mark Merrill as a future guest on the podcast. He'd be great to have on there. And then I stop <clears throat> Ray Schubert. Ray Schubert works for Mark over there, and he also does all the Speedwell stuff. So all the Denzel motors, all the super rare stuff like that, that's what that's what Ray does in the back. So it's Ray like kind specialty? Of, yeah, Ray's, I, Ray's kind of in the back, just works for Mark full-time running that shop. Yeah. And then we got, we got the like kind of like the behind-the-scenes tour. Mark was like, you guys going back there. You see Ray say hello to him. Like we were allowed to actually walk in the yeah. area that's not open to the public. Six motors sitting there, all of yeah, different, all super rare Denzel yeah, Denzel just, motors, just yeah. on on stands waiting to go into vehicles, and then just the projects that they had in the works back there. Yeah, a lot of super a lot cool, of stuff. Re- yeah. really really nice setup. Just I mean, nice and that stuff see. that wasn't even available to see to the public, and it yeah. was like, wow, this could be a separate show and right there, here. There was the girl, the the girl that does the body work, yeah. cutting and buffing stuff like that. So she was kind of a hoot to talk to him, yeah. whatever. So we had our little personal tour of that. Uh, we wrapped up around there, and we're trying to figure out, you know, are we going to camp out in Miguel's parking lot? What are we going to do? And then word on the grapevine was we were allowed to actually camp. Yeah, we at heard. Red Barn, right? Like camp. So we thought. And it, here's funny. Apparently, you can camp anywhere in California. Yeah, because that's all we saw everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Our uh, RVs, fifth wheels, all, all the that side stuff, of the road, on the side man. of the road. Just all they're, the they're now dwellings. Like you get to where it's off the main road, and next thing you know, it's like six RVs pulled up, generators hooked up, broke down cars, wheels missing, tarps over them. Like shanty city, dude. Yeah. Y'all need to get it right, California. Y'all need to burn them things to the ground. I don't it was know what's insane, going on, bro. It's insane. But we so we end up we decide that we're going to drive, and everything in California is like an hour away. So it's like yeah. we leave Mark Merrill's place, go to Miguel's, which is in Campbell, and then go from Campbell down to where Red Barn is. And I'm off the top of my head, I don't know where Red Barn is. 
uh, where the city is, where it's, it's like at. 30 miles away from Miguel's. That's that's why 40, it was 40, 40, 45 miles. So we haul over there, pull up over there and it's pretty set up. And the guy's like, Oh, this place can be packed and be filled in. And I said, well, we want to, we're going to have a let's talk dubs booth set up, but where can we camp our trailer? So we end up camping out front. We just pull the trailer out front, like just block the whole parking lot. This is now like 10 30 PM by the way. Everybody. Yeah. 10 30 like, at night. It's getting nighttime. And we're texting with Russell and old, from from Old Speed, and Russell he's Ludwig coming up from Old Speed's in route in his RV, and he's telling me like, "Hey, dude, I'm not getting there till 11:30." My my GPS tell me, and I said, "Dude, these gates, I think they said are going to shut down at 10." So I talked to the gentleman again. I'm like, "Hey, Russ from Old Speed's on his way up here," and they're like, "Well, people keep coming in, so we're just going to leave the gates open." He's like, "We're expecting this place to fill up tonight." I was like, "Oh, awesome!" So I text Russ like, "Hey." You know, yeah, you got you got you got carte blanche to show up, and he was he was in route anyways. Ended up showing yeah, by eleven thirty. So, so right we get set up. Day. We get set up. We unload the double cab on flat ground without. Um, well, yeah. I got back it up a little bit, and then we yeah. got the little race ramps on there. So we we get the double cab unloaded, put it in a spot. So I see Dave Barnes and a bunch of the guys I see from up there. So just set up a little spot, dropped off all of our t shirts and crap, and then. We went back in and kind of set up our rig to camp out for the night. And yeah, Russell shows up. I get to knock up. the sand out of my bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Good time. So uh, we end up. That was actually, in my opinion, one of the funnest moments was like when Russ showed up and we were all just kind of hanging out. Yeah. I, I mean, every time I'm around Russ, we have a cut up time. So yeah, I, but we're the, laughing the, our ass. The good so. thing is, the, the good part is like the hobby is really about the people. You know what I mean? And the friendships sure. that you make from all that stuff. And it's one thing to go see Russ at a shop. It's a whole other thing to hang out with Russell at a, at a swap meet or yeah. at something like that. It's a real good time. You know what I mean? Like, and we're always, I, apparently I crack Russell up pretty good, both of us, yeah. but he just, I mean, he's just like, he, he's just fun to be around. And so, uh, we camp out, get up early, like six in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning swapping and meeting people. Like yeah. when we set the, let's talk does with that booth up it's actually pretty cool people come up and like oh man i love what you guys are doing and blah 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 like obviously not hordes people but we get we get listeners that there's come up pl- and talk to us there, which there's, is much there's no there's definitely a good amount of listeners out there and we appreciate you guys for listening and so you're you're at the booth i'm at the booth i'm going to get was it, was when were bomb, you at the booth some i bomb, remember some guy some, shopping all day while bomb, i was at the booth. some bomb breakfast burritos don't forget we had to go bird dog that action yeah. bro you're welcome you're welcome mm. and so uh we we roll in get the get the little spot set up and it's funny because we're sitting there and I'm like I'm in the trailer and I got two ready to run RC cars that I used to take to the sand dunes with me there and I keep them still in the box like all set up and I'm like those are getting sold <laughs> so I'm like my kids don't give a crap they don't play with them I grabbed them both I took them down it's like seven o'clock in the morning some guys like what do you want for the cars they're like three hundred fifty bucks brand new each. And they've been used, and one of them's like got a gear stripped or whatever. And the last one, the battery, but they're easy to change. It's all yeah. easy stuff. The, my kids full throttle all the time, break till full they break. Full throttle. Stuff. So I end up selling those things uh, first thing tomorrow. So I got a little extra pocket cash now. Now I'm on the hunt for what I don't know. I buy two sixty-eight speedos I don't need, and then uh, we're just kind of we're, we're hanging out, and uh, it was really good. So I met earlier the, the day before. I met Pete, who's a listener. And I wrote down I wrote down Pete's name, um, but he's a listener to the podcast, so got Hawaiian to meet Pete. Hawaiian Pete. Yeah, he's gonna go by Hawaiian Pete, bro. I'm pretty sure his name is not Hawaiian Pete, but he's right. a Hawaiian dude named so Pete. We I, I meet him at Good Mark guy. Merrill's. Yeah, Pete and Minnie, right? Pete and Minnie from San Jose, and he's rocking a '57, uh, a '57 Beetle, if I'm not sure. And then we also met uh, Jason Pegasus Squared is his yeah. is his uh, good guy 
yeah, good dude, super into history, especially Greek history. So we could be friends all day, bro. Talk about how Greek the Greeks are, and then how Greek the Greeks are, how yeah, great how the great Greeks the Greeks are. <laughs> so, uh, so we meet both those guys at there, and then George met a whole bunch of other people. Uh, almost, I was getting people's phone. Like, it's funny. I had so many people come. Like, what's what's Let's Talk Dubs? I'm like, it's a podcast. Well, what's a podcast? I said. I said, well, you know, and I explained what Bill does with the podcast, talk about a little bit of history with people and interview and whatnot. And they're like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Well, let me see your phone. I'll set it up. So I literally get their phone and they've never opened their podcast app because you got to hit the continue as your your login thing. And the only person I'm going to be following is Let's Talk Dubs. Right. As far as that goes and. You know, but no, if they want to, if they want to listen, now they have a chance to they get like, pipelined right in there. Yeah. So at the swap meet, I end up meeting, uh, for the second time I met them first at Bugarama, but I met, um, Jan, John, I'm sorry, John and Sandy. They're the Brits from Santa Cruz. So, uh, got to talk to them for a little bit and I told them they need to start getting their life together. Listen to the podcast, tighten you know, up, people. tighten up, get your life right. And then, so I had another great conversation with Lind, right? Lind that does the, the transporter talk and he's mm-hmm. got that, uh, sun, the sun funk bus, uh, like the, one of the oldest barn doors that's known to exist. He has that. So we really talked for a long time. Matter of fact, you know, I was checking out his, I was checking out his, his barn door and he's got a Porsche 1600 motor in it. And then he's got it set up with the crank start pulley on it. So yep. I got the crank started and he was supposed to videotape me, but I don't know if he's too protects that because he didn't record me, but I got everybody else crank starting it. And then we met, uh, Christer, Christer, we got to kick it with Christer. who works for Tesla's. It is one of the, uh, old VW Porsche mechanic. Not when I say old, I mean, he used to do that back in the day. He's not an old guy, but old, uh, he used to be a VW Porsche mechanic and now works as a mechanical or a mechanic, I guess, at Tesla. Like he gets to assemble things the engineers design right. and put them to put them. He to gives use. it like the real world once over, right? Yeah. So nice uh, guy. really nice guy. Yeah, good dude. So we got to meet. I mean, got to meet. I this. say it over and over, man. I really haven't met too many a holes in the VW scene. There yeah. are. Uh, we know there's some out there. <laughs> we do know there's some out there, but usually when we're on the road and we meet people. Um, they're usually really good people. So we uh, we hang out at Red Barn most of the day. I disappear for a bunch talking to people, and whatever. So George gets to see a lot of people listen to the podcast. I run into a few people, but I'm I'm more hunting people down. Bill's more fishing get, for interviews is what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So I talk to Lind. I nail Lind down. I get all his, all his numbers and stuff, and I'm like, bro, we're going to talk. I want you on the podcast. We're going to talk about the history of the, the Sun Funk bus and all that stuff. But like his history, how he got in, into buses and stuff. So... That'll be a future podcast coming up, so I'm looking forward that's to that. That's the gentleman does transporter talk in Hot BW. Yeah, he's also Troy yeah. Wheeler's buddy, so that's how that's how we're going to refer to him. That's Troy Wheeler's buddy, dude, so uh, level up, level up, bro. If you're Troy Wheeler's friend, bro, if that's the way you get introduced, man. you got to be somebody special. <laughs> so shout out to Troy, uh, one, of our, one of our homies from the podcast, uh, podcast alumni. So uh, I get to meet him. I, do, I take some video of the bus and whatever, and – we decide, uh, or we're going to pack it up now. We're going to head toward Miguel's. So now, we, now we're not going to Miguel's house. We're actually going to the Z shop. Yeah, we're going to Miguel's Z shop. And so he's got a little shop in uh, near Campbell, just outside of Campbell in San Jose. And we uh, we bomb over there. George, is, George gets to live his dream, bro. George <laughs> lives his dream. Nightmare. And gets to drive the double cab, bro. What was that like, George? The old car well, what see. was that like? The bro? freeways are like motocross tracks. <laughs> that's for sure in California. You all think with all the out. taxes you guys pay in California, you'd have some dialed freeways? They're horrible. They're a mess. So I got to drive in this thing that 
Shout out to Nate at Wagons West. Nate, you got to get me some Delrin bushings for that beam. This is like first, I ordered these beams in like 2009. The one in the carbon cab was actually ordered for my bus. And that's when Nate was making his own urethane bushing. So this thing sounds like you're chewing rubber bands. Oh, it's bad. Every time the front suspension articulates one iota, it's... I, that's the crazy part. I never remember it until <sighs> I get in the bus and drive it, and then it's it gets tiring. all like... It's tiring. Yeah, it's, it's loud, dude. It's loud. And like I said, it's 100 and who knows what. I looked at it's my, I actually looked hot, at my watch. Dude. And in San Jose, I think it was 101 when I'm on the freeway. And obviously, it's not always moving. It comes to a crawl a couple times. Yeah, I didn't have a good experience. Let's talk about the power. Didn't have a good experience. Oh, there was a little, little a, bit. That of thing has got great power. A little bit not. of traffic. But I'm going to say this: I went forty some odd miles, trouble free. Yeah, no issues, no problem. She made it there. Well, so, uh, <laughs> so the uh, the other thing is what, what's annoying about the freeways up there, bro. You guys need to come to Vegas, look at the freeways. The on ramp has its own lane after it comes on for a, quite a while. Yeah, you like, a little bit of a runway to get. It yeah, speed. bro. Like they're 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 stuff like you, which ain't... normally isn't a problem when you're by yourself, but when you got a big trailer, getting a speed. But they just little, dump yeah. them onto the freeway, like bang, you're on, like, and it's it, get and to you, it. Yeah, yeah, you need to be bobbing and weaving, bobbing and weaving, ripping and tearing. So uh, we head over to Miguel's shop, and so. It's kind of an informal thing, you know, people like an that, invite only kind of thing. Like like people that know yeah, Miguel know like, about yeah, it. Yeah, just just kinda come by, hang out if you know Miguel yeah. and but I mean people are welcome to come. So next time they I'm do pretty the sure Park. he said because he's actually moving shops. So he I'm pretty sure he said next year he's gonna make it like open to everybody. He'll even have flyers for it one He'll, do so, big. He'll bring so people can come out and check it out. Because yeah. it's he's got a nice collection. Huge collection of stuff. And like beyond his cars, he has some nice cars. The dude collects toys and no, my he gosh, collects dude. a little bit of everything. He collects, he collects every, a little BMX bit of everything. bikes. Yeah. Like, dude, he oh, collects he dope it. ass six, 26 inch hutch. Yeah. That thing was sick. Yeah. You need to give it to your boy Miguel and get a hutch, dude. Like, you need to live the dream, is what you need to do. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I know that free 99 ripper I gave you was pretty nice, but you need to man up and buy a 26 er. That thing is sick. Dude. Yeah, bro. I'm not looking. I see, the thing is, like, I can enjoy the ripper, dude. I got the little 24 inch. Uh, Oh, the Hemi specialized, dude. Oh my goodness! He, How many my you see, bro? The junkiest bike I've ever seen. It ain't junky. His baddest bike came from this dude right here. It ain't All junky. The rest of them are Yours junky is a clunky, it's bro. a repop, bro. But that bike's a reissue. Listen, Listen clunky. That's an O-Jizzle, dude. O-Jizzle. And O-Jizzle, nobody wants so, anymore. All right, bro. We'll see. We'll see who laughs last in fifteen years. Uh-huh. Um, so we head over to Miguel's spot, and so that's more like the kickback. Like we just yeah. kind of hang out there. He pulls his cars out. Uh, I wiggle warm my trailer into there, into the into the uh, complex he's got there, and pulling into there. I mean, we see homeless, homeless, homeless glory. I guess they're not homeless. They all live in those trailers on the outside of, on the outside of Miguel's shop. Like as soon as you come off the main road, you see all these campers just lined up in Southern California, which is super sketch. And so, that uh, made it suspect as we're pulling up there because we're in a. Yeah, they're looking. At, they're well. looking we're at, like, oh, looking homies at, are moving in. They're looking to jack our our uh, our trailer, dude. Our living quarters. So we end up going to Miguel's spot, getting all set up, just kind of hanging out. And I took the crew cab and ran out down the road to go get some uh, refreshments and whatever to come back and hang out. So we're no, we we're yeah, back you did there. Do that. Yeah, okay. yeah, we're 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 back there. So I get back there. We're back there kicking it, and then a few people roll in here and there. Uh, we met uh, Clara and Greg from uh, Panels by Clara. Yeah, which I've done. I've done business with her in the past, uh-huh. and actually Greg when. I installed a set on a double cab, and the customer jacked one up. Like, you put a big gouge in it. 
Greg hooked me up with the paint code for it so I could match it instead of replacing the panel. So they're they're very nice people. I like them, and their the quality of their panels are top notch. I really dig them. Yeah. So they come by and, and uh, surprise to me because I don't really think a lot of like vintage people listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. But come to find out that Greg's a podcast listener, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, his wife was like, "What podcast are you talking about?" But it was pretty interesting, you know, the little demographic stuff there. So then we just had. It was just kind of cool. Uh, just Small group, maybe about 10 people, yeah, 15 yeah. people. I met a gentleman named Mike. Sorry, Mike, I didn't get your last name, but uh, he had a beautiful 23 window that uh, Jason Wren over with Workstat mm-hmm. over there and Wren Metalworks. He did the metalwork on it, and I guess sprayed by KCW and uh, interior done by Octavio, I think he said. Really yeah. nice, really nice bus, like a solid, solid nice bus. So you, we, I mean, but it's cool. Th- and he was there with his family, and they're a VW family because his wife was rolling in the single cab, yes. and he's rolling the twenty three, and their kids are in the bus and in the single cab. It was pretty dope. Yeah, and nice setup. No, it's uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a good time over there, and so we uh, we probably sat there talking for probably two or three hours at least. Yeah, and just talk about all kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It was uh stories from Bull Run and uh, all kind of other nonsense, but just talking about the podcast guests we've had on the podcast, things we've kind of figured out about the podcast things in the bus hobby and things you know all over so that's my favorite thing about those weekends is the people that you meet and the relationships that you get from these you know just from hanging out at these um kind of more social events which is one of the things i'm excited about doing with with our weekend coming up you know we're going to have plenty of opportunity for a lot of socializing between between vw enthusiasts so yeah we actually walked that properly yesterday and we'll discuss that a little later after yeah. we get done with our weekend story yeah so uh hang out so we so we hang out for a couple hours and then uh, a couple people trickle in and out and then and our intentions are we have our weekend warrior there and then russ has his uh rv there and we're in miguel's parking lot and we're going to camp there like that's where we're staying the night so at this point it's later in the evening the festivities have kind of died down. It's just the core group of guys there, and we're all starving. Yeah. So, so we, Jimmy, we Jimmy Kikuni, uh, Kikuchi, Kikuchi. Sorry about that, Jimmy. And Russell, yeah. and you and I, mm-hmm. and Miguel and his son uh, Xander. Mm-hmm. We all go and get some food at this taco joint that Miguel takes to, which was delicious. Right. Now I just drove the double cab forty miles. Mm-hmm. No stereo playing, just driving. Right. We get in for a five-minute drive, and we get the stereo blaring as loud bro. as possible, bro. Loud as you What am go. I supposed to do? Listen to that front Hang suspension on. squeaking? We got one headlight if we're in lows, so let's kick them brights on. Kick them let's brights get on. the brights yeah, yeah, in on, action. Dude. Let's do I this. Let's really eat some juice. You know I'm riding dirty, and she ain't registered, bro. You know we just roll phony plates. Yeah. So we're, we then We eat. probably drive like- Miguel buys us all dinner, which was awesome. I had a great El Pastor burrito, which was off the chain. Delicious. Now it's go time. We gotta leave. Pro- we have probably drive probably drive like three miles to I'm go get sure something. It was, a, to eat. it was a very short drive. Like three that. miles. Yeah. Three miles. And as we're leaving, like the bus starts sputtering, right? And the and the gaskets never really worked properly in that yeah. thing. It gets like below three quarter and it's probably on empty. Meanwhile, the entire forty mile drive I'm doing, I'm like, holy moly, Bill's got a full tank of gas in this thing, and I'm it's driving psych. like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. Had no idea we were just hanging on by a thread Fumes. in life. So we we leave the taco shop and I go to kind of get on it to establish my place in the world, and uh, 
she starts to run a little crusty. Like, yeah, like she craps the bed. Imagine that. Yeah, starts falling on her face or something like that. So I'm thinking, ah, oh, come on, man, I don't need this right now. So of course we, uh, she starts. I, I'm instantly thinking like, well, she probably needs fuel. So we start heading over to get fuel, and that's what she needs. She needs. Well, she needs fuel. So. I'll, of course, me being the big spender, I'm like, I save my money for cars. I'll put two gallons yeah, in there because we're about to load it in the trailer. <laughs> he, re- he really took care of that car. I don't want to fill a tank in a car that's going to be in a trailer, bro. Bouncing all day, dude. Shaking up that fuel. So I put in a big two gallons. Now, there happens to be an abnormal number of low riders at the gas station. Right? And when I'm talking about abnormal, dude, there's like there's four five, of them in five, the parking lot. Yeah, five low riders. Four yeah, or five low riders. The fifth one pulls up. Right. And then... Those guys are like discussing the politics of their club, which I'm used to those kind of discussions. So I hear what they're talking about. Yes, drama back and forth and Correct. whatever. And uh, we put our hefty two gallons in. Thank God we're going to make it back in that three Don't mile drive. Don't want to break the bank, bro. And here's craziness. No start. Yeah. Now we got a no start issue. We we had a oh we need gas issue. Now we got oh we have no juice. Might have been that stereo blaring on the way here with the bright lights and everything like that on a car that we that when I pulled up, you were charging the battery for before we left town. Like, you're charging the battery, yeah. She sits for a while, you know. No, I don't know because my battery will work it right wasn't now. If I go jump bad, in my bro. Bus. I left the stereo on last oh, time I was in there, that. bro. So, at oh, any so rate, you're saying we took a car that had a dead, dead battery. No, it wasn't dead, it was slightly compromised, but I put on the trickle charger all night, uh-huh. eight hours, bro. That should be sufficient. So, uh, we get kind of broke down at this thing so i'm like well who could be in better luck than be bro- needing a battery a jump start in a parking lot full of low riders on hydraulics right i'm thinking like we got battery for days mm-hmm. and nobody has jumper cables i'm like hey you guys got cables and i thought man this is very peculiar all these dudes and no jumper cables so because i got 17 batteries what do they need to luckily jump for? i look underneath my rear seat and i got an emergency roadside kit which is still sitting there on full display and i've got jumper cables in there so we we go to jump it, go to jump it, start. We finally get it started. And then she's just. As soon battery. as we disconnect it from the other car. <laughs> I can't keep it running. I'm like, oh, no, we don't have juice. So I, we get we hit Miguel on the phone. And there was something going on that weekend, a low rider event called uh, Hot Something Nights, Hot Summer Nights or something like that. A, a, an event up in San Jose, a low rider event. And I thought, man. If I'd have known about that, I'd love to go check out the lowriders because you know, yeah. low, low in my heart. And uh, we could have broke down there too. That would have been cool. <laughs> that would been good. Hey guys, hey Pancho, hey uh, Julio, you guys want to help push? Let's so not do only this. did we get, don't worry, these guys all came and helped us push start the car off. Oh, they did because I did it by myself the first time and it didn't. Fire oh, yeah, we got up. like six people helping push start the. So now we got now. six people in the second one and it still didn't fire up that way. So now this dude rolls up in his Monte Carlo or Capriz or uh, Cutlass, whatever that, that was. was. Reg- Regal, bro. No, and Bill starts busting no, yeah. Spanglish out. So we're like, no, by the way, the two uh, spoke English. Because I was like, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem, English. man. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Hey, he, oh, bro, the other, the, other, the other Chicano chick was trying to talk to him, and she didn't speak no Spanish. Not, and I was about to pull her Mexican card. I'm like, you can't, you can't roll up in here being Mexican in Southern California or Northern California and so not we be jump speaking it. Spanish. We jump it. It don't work. We call Miguel. Miguel's coming back with an actual battery. We're swapping right. out to actually get back there. George is mad. Of course I'm mad. I said, let's take my bus because I know it runs and drives and I don't want to be on the side of the road. And like every VW trip I take with my brother, we're on the side of the road because I'm not in my bus. You know, It it happens on every VW trip that we do together. Because your cars are held together with bailing wire and hopes. Whatever, dude. Mine actually have effort put in. Dreams. So 
At this point, I am a little salty. Hey, dude, what are we? We're not driving this to Kelly Park in the morning because, also, from what I'm hearing from all the guys, like ah, they're not really big into custom stuff. They're really into like the stalker well, stuff around vintage, there. It's a vintage stuff, but the bigger issue for us is it's like the Roach Motel. You check in and you can't check yeah. out. And they're saying if we went in, we wouldn't be able to leave till three. And like we discussed earlier, we got an eight-hour drive ahead of us in perfect conditions and who knows what we'd hit if we left at three in the middle of California. Right. So we're like, mm, we can't take the carbon cab in there tonight or tomorrow. We're probably not going to set up a let's talk dubs booth because they won't want us to leave that either leave early. So we said, you know what? We're just going to go to the show and do flyers. So since we're not taking it, let's load the bus up tonight while we're awake and everything. So we're not doing it at 6 a.m. in the morning when everybody's showing up and they're all waiting on us. So it was like a more right. of a convenience thing. Russ had his trailer, his RV there, the which had a bed Allegra. in it. Mm-hmm. So I would be able to sleep in his. And then, you know, we put the carbon cab away and you can sleep in there at night. So you pull this monster yeah, trailer so, out. So this, so this complex, the parking lot is like a big U. So you get, there's two gates on the front side of the flanked on each side of the, of the commercial building and the parking, the, the driveway around it's a big U shape. And there's awnings that hang out on the front of each building like an eyebrow. And originally when I pulled in, I pulled in coming from the street, making a right into the complex. So I was already at kind of a, a right hand, right hand angle. And to load the double cab, I needed, because my trailer axles are flipped, I needed to have the car down in, a, in like a, down in the gutter. So that way I could have... The, the level, the ramp leveled out. get the out. ramp as straight as and possible. And our goal this time to try to stop the trailer from swaying was to load the double cab backwards. Yeah, so we which, backed it into the trailer right. as opposed to driving nose first because on the way down, this thing was getting some serious wiggle. Right. And we were like, well, maybe there's too much weight to the rear. Let's get it situated properly for it. So we pull it out front. We get it all loaded up. And, you know, that's a whole ordeal. Backing it in, all the rich exhaust makes all the carbon monoxide sensors start going yeah. crazy. And then the whole thing smells like exhaust. I got to open all the windows and finally get it in there. And then backing that thing in in the dark while there's there's 10 other trailers up and down the street with all the homeless people partying. And they're like, oh, look, it's a new, who's the new kid on the block? You know what I mean? Like they're thinking we're part of the crew. So we get that thing in there, strap it down, do all that stuff. And it's it's already, it's hot. Like it's, yeah. It's hot. hot heck, it's dude. annoying. Like it's not like I'm expecting my dreams of California. Like it nice, did cool off weather. at night more than it cools off in Vegas. But it was still. I mean, we had been oh, at, still sweating, at, bro. We'd been at Red Barn all day, hanging out at Miguel's. We hadn't showered. Yeah, we, bro. we were ripe. We were ready. Ripe. We actually talked about the fact like ripe. this is gonna be awesome. We're gonna hook up to a hose, use the shower and the heater mm-hmm. and everything, get it all squared away. So Big in the plans. morning we're fresh and ready to go. Big plans <laughs> and best laid plans of mice and men always seem to fail. So. so we finally get the we finally get the double cab loaded up, close up the back. Now I'm gonna complete the U turn into an O turn, pull out into the main street, and then back into the other gated side of his commercial complex. And the gate that that allows you entrance is is open about three quarters of the way, so it's not fully open. Yeah, and the so, gate was actually a little bit on the tight side for what we were pulling in there. Yeah. Had I, had I noticed that if it was even an issue, I would have opened it up some more for you because I was I didn't jump in the truck with you. I no. was walking in. Right. I said not a problem. We got the thing shut, and I just started walking towards the gate. You pulled in. Now on the way in the initial time, when you went through with the trailer, the trailer knocked down branches because there's also a tree that overhangs this thing. Mm-hmm. So it knocked down some branches. And when I say branches, I'm talking like twigs, but long, I not, not like a branch. Stuff. Yeah. So this stuff falls down. And I'm in the carbon cab and just kind of go in after it. Well, this is the second time you're pulling the same big trailer in. And I'm noticing leaves are still falling. I'm like, huh, maybe he didn't clear them all out. And then I hear a... 
Bro, I was so mad. So I'm pulling in, and I'm coming in from the left-hand side, like a left-hand turn into the complex from before I was doing a right-hand turn. So I'm kind of already tight to the wall. The gate's not all the way open, and and when you're driving a trailer like that and you're in a tight squeeze, you kind of you're watching your left and right mirrors like yeah, a hawk the butt to make of sure it swings out as well, and you're well, going through a sure, tight quarter. Yeah, make sure you're not going to hook anything. Yeah, you know, like a K rail. And so I'm super focused on the left and right coming through there, and uh, so focused on that, I'm not even looking at the 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 awnings up above. Yeah, and I hit the I hit this freaking awning and can't open. And it's made of iron. It's I it's it's a pretty stout yeah, it awning. It, it wasn't like some little cheesy thing that just mm-hmm. moved out of the way. There was a fascia board came off, but the rest of the stuff stayed in there. So I, I I smack into the awning, super super annoyed at this point. Uh, I back up and now I'm I'm pinched up against the wall because I'm I'm still not through the fence. Yeah. So I I still have to back it up, push it over to my right a little bit. And then swing the trailer over to clear the awning because now I'm making a second attempt and I'm going to hit the awning again. Yeah. So I back it up, kind of, you know, wiggle the trailer over a little bit, and then, and I'm just enraged. I'm literally enraged at this point because I'm like, this trailer is sold. We left town with a guy in a hotel room saying, "Not a problem. I'll wait till Monday to get it back." Because we told him we'd be coming in late Sunday, and he's stoked. He's happy so to get mad. his trailer. It's and hit. Bill's happy to get rid of it. So this was a win-win when we left town. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now it's a lose-lose because we just can-opened yeah. can the front of the Weekend Warrior like bad. Like you can see into the master bedroom from outside the vehicle bad. It was so stinking hairball. Yeah, pretty. And obviously really put a wet blanket on the mood at that point because, you know, we were having fun. We're going to have a night of it's at this point. It's already 10 o'clock. Yeah. It's pretty late already when yeah. this took place. And we were just planning on, I had my bed set up in Russ's trailer. He had his thing set up. And we're just going to kind of kick it for a little bit and then go right to sleep because we're our game plan is seven, 6 a.m. Meet up and leave for Kelly Park at that point in time. It's 10 o'clock now where you are planning on sleeping. It's We've just can openered. Right. And when I walk inside and actually see the damage inside the trailer along the front wall, basically the face of the trailer that faces the road when you're driving are cabinets and they have mirror doors on them and one of them is gone. Like it's completely munched. There's glass on your bed. There's all kinds of sawdust, but you know, oh, whatever, yeah. just the scrapings, whatever, whatever, chicken whatever foam came that out trailers of trailers are made of. If you ever see what trailers are made of, they're kind of a joke. But yeah, there's spray foam. There's all this stuff is just everywhere so i know you gotta sleep there so i start stripping the bed of all its blankets and i'm taking them out and shaking them and i'm like Bro, and i know you're salty at this point you're like you're beyond salty and i don't know what the heck to say to like, you it's i'm like, just i'm just like thinking to myself like this sucks man like this thing like i was ready to say goodbye to the trailer now it's clearly not available for sale yeah the guy so i just text the guy i said hey man uh looks like you probably should look for another trailer i ran into a low awning and you know he's like send me a picture so I text him the picture and I go, well, you can get this one for five grand less now. And he was like, because he was like, well, you know, I think he asked me how much would I want for it or something like that. I said, I'll make you a smoking deal if you want to buy it like this. So I'm just, I'm just bummed out. And now I'm sitting here looking at this big old can opener action thinking like, I don't even want to deal with this right now because now I got to drive this thing yeah. another 500 miles 
with the front 570 yeah front panel of this thing ripped there's open. no way you could drive the trailer the way it was because as soon as wind would have got inside the trailer it would have just proceeded to rip it apart even further yeah. we didn't have an option we had to do something about it at that point in time yeah so so we weren't going to mess with that that night because sorry we're at miguel's shop we really don't know the lay of the land in this shop like his tooling and all that stuff because it's not our shop we don't know where materials are Obviously, Home Depot's close at this point. <laughs> yeah, we get there's a ladder inside his shop. Unfortunately, it's an extension ladder, and the first part of the extension is 15 feet yeah. tall. So it's like it's way too big of a ladder to even go, like try to assess it and put it back together. And the way that the way that it hit the awning, like everything that broke loose is like jammed in between the layers. Yeah. So it's it's just a whole ordeal. So I'm just I'm like upset, and I just want to go to sleep. I'm just like I don't even care. Let's just go to bed. So we clear off his bed. Shake all the sheets out and everything like that. We get rid of all the big debris. We vacuum. We get it as, as as nice as possible. And we actually do do one of our parts of the plan is hook it up to a water supply so you can take a shower. Yeah. And as I'm taking then, a shower. And then Russ is like, hey, George, you can shower in mine. There's plenty of water in mine. I said, no problem. So I shower. And then I get out of the shower. And Russ is like, hey, Bill. Oh, hold the- on. Hold on, bro. So I'm enjoying. A sh- I'm, I'm finally. I've been stinking all day because I haven't oh. showered since when Friday. When I climbed that ladder to go look at the roof, I smelled myself. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "We are right." I haven't now. Uh, hold on, I haven't showered since Friday morning. It is yep. now Saturday night. We've been in hot two car mu- shows, hot muggy hot. California, hot, and and I'm I'm ranked, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I got to take a shower." So finally, like the one slice of <laughs> of peace and quiet I get for five minutes is like I found an old t- I found a towel inside the trailer because my wife somebody somehow cleared out the trailer. So there's like I found a bar of soap, some shampoo. I'm going to wash my hair, take a shower. I'm there taking a shower. Water, I turn the water heat on 10 minutes before. Water's nice and warm. I'm enjoying my shower. Out of nowhere, the water just shuts off. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm just like, I keep turning the knobs. I'm like, I don't understand what happened. I'm hooked up to shore power. Like, this water, I should You're be having You're using it. city pressure now. Yeah, I'm on shore yeah. power. Dude. Like, it's full 40 pounds of pressure. I should, be, I should be showering it up. Well, I get out of my shower and run. <laughs> Russ proceeds to go, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I think Bill went to sleep, but he left the water on. I said, Bill ain't sleeping, he's showering. I said, he was using the water pressure to shower. And so he ran out real quick and turned it back on. But obviously at this point, once the yeah. water stopped working, by that time you I'm, got out of the shower. I'm drying, I'm drying the soap off my body yeah. <laughs> over there to go to bed. Because it's like, can this day suck anymore? Like, yeah. I don't even... Russ I, felt super bad about that. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. He goes, so he goes running out of the trailer to so, turn the water back on. <laughs> so I'm sitting there thinking like, well, this sucks. I can't even have a nice shower, right? So luckily I was I was pretty good at taking a speed shower. Got most of the funk off my body and went to bed yeah. and then uh, and then woke up, woke up in the morning and then it was like, okay, everybody. Sh- so uh, Tony shows up to go to Kelly Park and he's there with his kids. And no, stuff. Miguel. No, first Miguel, then Tony. Yeah. And they, they pull up. They're like, hey, what are we doing? I'm like, and they're just, I'm just like, yeah, we're not going, dude. I'm trying, I'm trying to patch this thing up and get the heck out of here. And so we got duct tape and uh, I shoelaces. Did, I did some, yeah, some pretty amazing repairing. Yeah, pretty amazing. And then Russ found this nice thin sheet of masonite. Mm-hmm. So basically, we got a corner of the trailers missing, and you can see into the inside of the trailer. Not good. This, this thing would be an absolute mess on the freaking road. So... <laughs> We tried screwing into the front of it because the panel's destroyed anyways. Like, what are we trying to save here? Yeah, there's nothing to screw into. So we screw into it. Well, it's a an eighth inch thick piece of fiberglass, so it's not holding anything. But I'll tell Everything's you what did. jostled around. George C's duct tape job. Yeah, did an so. amazing job, by the way. We made it the entire way home with a couple touch-ups. Luckily, yeah. 
I stopped and bought another roll because we knew we were going to have a little. Matter of fact, we did a test run where I made George. I'll put the video on Instagram. We made a test run with George inside the double cab, like did inside the trailer. You? Yeah, did I sent it. To no, you knew you sent it one to me because okay. I just had the one, of the double cab. You videotaping the double cab bouncing in place. Yeah, and we, I don't know if we send that to Nate so you can hear the squeaking of those bushes. <laughs> Good grief, that'll make you hate driving that car, dude. Yeah, it does. You it know? was. A, it was a. It's an overstuffed seat, the squeaky suspension, and the steel steering wheel. The stream steering wheel, I don't mind. One side's bent, which is odd. I don't know how the heck that happened. Like it's straight, straight, and this side goes from a goes hard down. Lane. You bend it up, it's aluminum. Yeah, you but, fix uh, it on the fly. Yeah, and the stir- the turn signal switch just flaps in the breeze when you go to use That's it, right. and you're like, we're so weaving in and out of lanes. That was an enjoyable experience. But so, needless to say, morning time comes. Bill Salty is all get out. I'm not actually looking forward because we're also thinking like all I can think is if we I run into an issue, seventeen thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, it is what it is. Life, life happens. All I'm thinking is if we run into an issue on the way home, I want it to be in some light and not at night, right? Because that's going to be an absolute train wreck. And if we go to Kelly Park and we're there till one or two or three or whatever, we're going to hit nighttime on the way back with a potentially a big gaping hole in the trailer. So we opt out. Luckily, our boys, Russ and Tony and Miguel, agreed to help hand out our flyers for the show, which was the initial reason we actually even went to Kelly Park was to promote the One Crazy Weekend, which takes place in Las Vegas, Nevada, September 24th and 25th, the weekend, to have a good time. We went there to promote it. Ended up costing Bill about $17,500, bucks. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, all in all, by the time the trip was over, coming back, Bill was in good spirits again. We were having good conversations and laughing again, which was nice because it started off with a pretty, pretty bummer ride. Yeah, bro. When you when I, I already had this money spent, I don't I know, know what on, I but know. I was like, we're gonna buy, I'm gonna buy something nice. I'm gonna get it in dollars and throw it all over myself. But you're also in charge of your own destiny of what how you want to make that day go. Do you want it to be a crappy day or a good day? Thanks, but, George. You know, <laughs> I I put up with it because so I would have been mad too. I'd have been mad as all get out, dude, because it it was sold and I did. I had empathy for your situation. Like I've been in that situation where like you think something's going to go and then something silly happens and that's not going to be what's going to happen with it. Now it's going to be an actual expense, you know, I don't think there's much drama on the ride home. I mean, you know, we do a couple stops just to do our little, uh, sweet little duct tape touch-ups. But other than that, no, we actually made it, made it home fine. It, and this wasn't like six tire changes. It wasn't, no, we start. And (laughs) and those tires, those tires are a little bit old. They've been sitting there, you know, but it's also probably like, the trailer pulls the way it straight. Toes, yeah, it toes, yeah, it toes straight. That other one's a little bit of a train wreck. Too. But uh, you know, all in all, man, it was a good week, and I'm bummed out we didn't get a. Get, I'm didn't get bummed to go to Kelly I didn't Park. go to Kelly Park because I still have yet to see it. So this whole right. thing was like, well, George never seen Kelly Park, and I'm like, right on, let's do it. And then this unfortunate circumstance happens, and I still am a Kelly Park virgin. I have not been yeah. there, and it was so funny. I was making jokes all weekend, like I'm popping my Kelly Park. Cherry, yeah. and nope, that cherry's no, intact. No, sir. No, sir. But <laughs> Not you know, to be this. Popped. So the bummer about that show, this is why I hate Sunday shows. Yeah. Because it's, it's like. The drive home. Yeah, it's like. The if timing, the, it puts if, you home. I'd rather take Thursday and Friday off work and go to a Saturday show and have yeah. like a weekend of events versus like, because you want to get, you want, like Sunday, that's the, dra- like when we talk about driving cross country, like, I'm all about the drive. I'm all about the hanging out. When it's over, I want to be home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, unfortunately, I get in go mode, bro. And, I and like, when I want to go, I just want to go, you know? So, uh, Kelly Park, you know, San Jose tickets are super cheap. It's a bummer. But my boys up there got plenty of cars where I can borrow one. We can mob around in a car. Yeah. But uh, that, that. I actually wish I would have just driven my bus. 
Because then, no, it was hot. I bro. mean, you know how hot it was, dude. It was hot. It had been hot the whole freaking way. It was, it was hot, warm. Dude. Game, God, bro. I was expecting stuff to cool Game. off too. And it's so funny. You thought we get into uh, like upper northern Cal- central California mm-hmm. at this point, and Smoke. Bill sees it says 102 on the thing. He goes, "That can't be right." And he rolls the window down. Like, nope, it's right. Yeah. Like, what I are mean, you it rolling was, windows down for? It like, was, I want to see if that was correct. It's it was hot. rough, bro. I mean, it was a. Uh, it was. Uh, there was no relief from the heat like no, we normally get when we California. There was tons of smoke, and then you know California. Last time I, when, I, when I went down to California for the uh, to run down to Gene Berg for the day mm-hmm. to go get those parts. What did I go down there for? Just to go to Gene Berg? I went for something else. You went to pick the car, bro. Come on. What car? Your Baja. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Went down. Yeah, yeah. The fact, oh, by yeah. the way, hey, we were in oh, Urbandale. Yeah. What's his name? What's his name? Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Winkowski. Wink. There you go. Oh, wink. Winka- yeah. Winkowski. So Chris Winkowski had that bug for sale. So, all right. So anyway, long Super story. Super nice so, guy, by the way. So we get back. We we make it home. We, I think we get home by 5 o'clock that night from San Jose, yep. and we're done. All my boys check on me. We're good. I'm bummed out. It is what it is. Uh, the ending of the story is I'm going to hook the trailer up and go take it to a couple RV places to get it fixed. So I call my insurance guy. broke the news to him. I'm like, bro, this is getting fixed. So it's got a funny side note I'm going to throw in there. Go ahead. So, like I said, we were camping in Miguel's parking lot mm-hmm. for in the commercial area, and outside the gates of Miguel's place was a bunch of people camping. Mm-hmm. It was a camp out there. Well, we left Sunday. Russ didn't. Russ stayed the night there. <laughs> and he said... That scene out there is like Walking Dead. Like it's he, said, like the walking dead. he said he was terrified. He had a knife next to him while he was sleeping. He put plastic bottles on the walkway to get to him to where if they were to step on it, it would wake him up. Because he said they were getting did he rowdy put, did outside Did he put the plastic there. bottles outside in the parking lot or inside No, like his, inside the trailer. Like, like if they, they made, were, it, in, if if they they made it inside, <laughs> they're stepping on a plastic bottle. They're going to alert Russell. Bro. He gets in straight ninja mode and starts slicing up dudes. I, Apparently is what was going to take place the, in his mind. The, so the best I thing was Russ, like, like we, we were supposed to do a podcast with Russell. We're supposed to have Russell on the podcast. Not and, supposed to. We'll get him on. Yeah, but He's gonna do what it. I'm saying is. I think we need to do one that's called Camping with Russell. We just need oh, to do man. a camp out and just it would just be a that's roast That's got to be a dude. video too, though. Yeah, that would be, oh, yeah, be a, good, such time. a good time. But so, you know, I end up, one of the cars I do add to the collection because I did get rid of the Corvair. So I had Corvair money burning a hole in my pocket. And I thought, I did the interview with Andy Finch. Yep. And then a bunch of listeners are like, oh, now Bill's going to get a Baja. You're right. You're that's correct. what I'm going to get. So I started looking for a vintage Baja. And then, you know, I, I and he saw. And man. This dude Chris posted up this this bug that looked really clean. Yeah, because well, we only want like six five hundred bucks for. We were like driving down just to go to. We we're going to Irwindale, bombing down like we had no trailer, nothing. It we're was, we're going for a show. Yeah, bang bang, promote the bang, show, bang. hang out flyers that don't have website addresses on them, and get back. That's right. <laughs> Let's make sure we thoroughly confuse the, what the public. What we're gonna do? We're gonna miss. <laughs> we're gonna mystify everybody with some flyers. I don't know what I'm supposed it to do. Look like flyer. a super dope event. But with no information on it. No website to go get that yeah. event. So my bad. My bad yeah. player. So Bill shows me this bug and it's I'm clean. like, hey, dude, it's on these I'm dri- like I'm super driving. tall skinny center lines. Yeah. It's full fender, class like a, eleven. Like a class eleven you'd be looking mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. Super clean car, missing a motor. Well, obviously if you guys listen to the podcast, we just did a motor swap. We took the motor out of rag chop and put in the Berg motor on rag chop. So we got this two liter just kind of chilling, ready to go into something. Burp, burp. And Bill's like, I'm getting this. Well, we got a motor for it. Mm-hmm. Hits up Tigers. Get the, one of those Class 11 A1s coming our way on it. Yeah. We got tins dropped off at Power Coating. 
So hopefully for the one crazy weekend, you guys are going to see this dope-ass model oh, yeah. that we got coming out. Did we get our axle plates in yet, or what's going on with all that? I have not. Well, maybe hit them up. Yeah. Hit them up and just remind. We ordered some Atomworks two-inch raised plates because this thing does sit a bit uh, tail, squattish. Tail heavy. I don't know what you call it, that squat Carolina look they do style. with trucks. It's Carolina style. We're going to pick that butt up. We're going we're gonna to raise that we'll butt raise up, that booty. make her good and level, and that's way we don't have to do any clearance and work on the fenders. But it's a super – I love the wheel combo on it. It just yeah. has that aggressive – the, the, the wheels make the look, Make man. it. They make it. Stance and wheels. He's got a raised spindle on it. Mm-hmm. It's got a raised spindle on it. Now we're going to put the raised plates in the back, and this thing will be tight. It, it's going to be a slick little ride. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, stoked for it. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to. And cruising that it. motor in the rag chop was no chump. It was actually powerful. Yeah, yeah. It just lacked an oil cooler. It lacked certain things that we need to put on it. By right. the way, did you order that from Foothill Fab. That no, cooler. I need to. Bro, I even tagged you in a post. I know, bro. The general liked it, and I was wondering if Bill saw it. I obviously know, dude. not. Dude, I let's, know. let's get it. Well, if for some reason, I don't know, I'm, I'm, now I'm sitting here thinking, because tomorrow I'm supposed to drive down. I had a plan, so when I stopped at Jeanberg, I had a, I, I had a, well, just, I, mean, I can tell, I just tell yeah. my people, I, I had a wonderful opportunity where I got to meet uh, D Berg when I went over there, and I've, been, I've met her before, and but I kind of cornered her, and I said, listen, D. Bill puts the pressure on. I need you on the podcast. Here's here's what's going on, and you know, got to sometimes explain to people what the podcast is. And then as I'm talking to her, I'm kind of I'm wearing her down. I'm wearing her down little by little. And then uh, she brings me out back. She says, "Well, hey, come on back. Have you ever seen the back?" And I've seen the back with the open house before. And so I push it by. I'm like, "Oh no, take me back there." So I'm just trying to spend some more FaceTime with her. So we're hanging out for a little bit. And then Doug comes down from down from upstairs, and I talk to Doug. I'm like, "Doug, I'd like to get you on the podcast too." No, no, I'm too shy for that stuff. I don't I don't talk and do all that kind of stuff. So anyway, we're just kind of having a conversation. You know me. I'm I'm. I, I'm wanting. I, I I really want to get their story. I want to get D's story. It's gonna be, if if you get the story, it's going to be something that we all need to hear. Oh, period. absolutely. You know how often I'm I'm sure in D's circle of friends, these people know this information. But if you're not in D's circle of friends, you're not gonna really know. And no. if you don't know the Bergs, like we don't, we know the Bergs, meaning like we know who they are, but we don't right. know the Bergs. So. And to a lot of anyway, people like us growing so, up, yeah. So the plan we hold them on a pretty high pedestal, you know. So. so, so the plan this week was to drive down there tomorrow to interview her. I reached out to her once or this week. She was like, "Well, I don't know what's going on for Friday. It is Labor Day weekend, so people yeah. got plans. Who knows what people got going on? So, or they may be headed to Sacramento for the drag races. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So if there are, but regardless, it may, it may not happen, and, and I'm sure. Uh, It'll happen in the future. Yeah, it'll happen. She, we talked about it. She says we'll do it. We'll just figure out when to do it. So, yeah. um, I'm gonna reach out, reach out again to her tomorrow morning, and just see what what the status is on that. But my thought was like, well, for some weird reason, I pull a rabbit out of a hat and I just head down there mm-hmm. tomorrow uh, early morning, like leave here like nine or something like that. You know, to go to work, get some stuff, and then jet down there. Um, well, it's gonna happen. I'm I'll go of, with. I'm kind of tired of driving my big truck, man. I gotta have a we small. Take my truck. I don't know. I gotta have a small little race machine to go down there, so I get an R thirty two. I wouldn't trust it to make it there. You could borrow your wife's Highlander. No, no, bro. I'm driving a Highlander, bro. So, um, at any rate, we're looking forward to getting them on the podcast. So, people that I'm getting on the podcast coming up here, I'm gonna have. I'm, I'm gonna get Mark Marillon. I'm hoping to get. And as I'm talking, so the story I was telling, as I'm talking to Doug and to D. Clyde pops in through the back door and then I'm like, Clyde, I really want to get in the podcast. Oh, I've heard about your podcast and people told me about it. And I said, yeah, we need to get you on there. I want to get all three of you on here because every one of you, although you guys lived together, 
you guys all saw life through a different set of eyes and I'd love to hear the story. And I think those would be some of the most incredible podcasts we have coming up just because there's so much, there's so much history there. And I've also got Lonnie Reed scheduled to come up. I mean, I need to just start recording the co- the conversations we're having on the phone. Cause he just gives me so much good stuff over the phone. We're talking. He's like, yeah, yeah. no, nah, we'll do it in, in time. I talked to Jim and Candy Larson. They're supposed to be coming on the podcast. So got to chase them down. Um, I've also got Mike Smith that I got coming up on the podcast, drag racer from back in the day with the gotcha car. Um, just a lot of people going on. I want to get uh, if the, my fellows, my fellows across the pond are listening. My, the boys from cool flow need to get on the podcast. Yeah, they do. Uh, we need to have, some we cool, rock your gear here, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 We need to get some cool flow over here on the podcast. So, uh, lots of good stuff coming up guys. I appreciate everything you guys do that, that are listeners out there. If you guys can do one thing for me, Take this podcast and share it with all your friends. Make sure every one of your buddies knows it. Uh, and make sure you guys come out to Vegas, man. You guys want a great time in Vegas. The one crazy weekend is just a, it's a great time. It's a good hang. Uh, the, the setup we're going to have for it. The car show is not the thing that you're coming out for. You're coming out for the hang. You're coming out to meet everybody. Uh, the poker run, I'm going to say, is the shining point of the weekend yeah that's the, that's the best it's the funnest part and obviously it we're doing a car best. show because even at a car show top 20 people we're not getting crazy with it. don't expect classes none of that it's top yeah, 20, top 20 and maybe like a best of show and then like a best of show probably yep. something simple like that and i also put up 200 dollars for the biggest club turnout nice so there you biggest go. club that turns Stack out it up, people gets 200 dollars cash cash now you guys split amongst yourselves whatever yeah. you got to do if there's 200 of you show up, you go get, get some fro yo for yeah, the I'll club get a or something. Got you know? a dollar? You know what you can do with that dollar here in Vegas. Speaking of the show, September 24th and 25th of uh, 2021, Las Vegas One Crazy Weekend. There's lots of stuff we going on. We went and met at the Orleans this week and actually solidified our areas, the, what, the areas we're going to be using. So the car show will be taking place in the westward facing area of the Orleans, of the parking lot out there which we now have access to a little place in there called The Venue, which will be a bar just for us, so a fully stocked bar. Uh, I think we discussed the fact they're going to have uh, like personal pizzas available in there as well. That's going to be the area we'll, we'll be doing the awards for the show. That's where we're going to be doing the meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually pretty nice. They got this little room set off that they're going to be using for like Viva Las Vegas for their burlesque shows and stuff like that this weekend that they're going to let us use for the one crazy weekend yeah so, so it's right close to where all the cars are parked you just walk right out the door and your cars are all yeah. there they're gonna be in a secured spot we'll have security overnight there's trailer parking plenty of trailer parking on site so uh you can on unload property. your car yeah on you can, property not right not right where the car know shows. that you can unload your car there in the corral where the cars gonna be for the car show and then you can kind of keep them there friday night saturday day and then saturday night over the weekend so sunday night uh, or yeah, sunday morning all that stuff will be all secured so you guys don't have to worry about any of that um it's it's going to be a great time. The cool part is just going to be we're going to have a couple a couple of VWs, a couple classic '80s VWs parked inside the lobby. The hotel you guys can check out, which would be really cool. And um, the the venue that they have right by the door is just going to be a fun hang spot because, like I said, it's so close to being outside. And you come in, they're going to have specials. I think it's going to put specials for beer and stuff like yep. that. And so everything will be affordable for the guys. It'll be closer to old school Vegas pricing than you're going to get at a casino yeah. nowadays. And right now, it's like 12 bucks at a And you guys, if you're like going to book a room, 
okay, you need to use code AVW1C09. AVW1C09. That is the code to get you a discounted room rate. I think when I went on the the, the room rates were uh, like three hundred fifty bucks a night. I put the code in. The room was like one hundred twenty five dollars or something like yeah. that. So there we is- spend more on shanty shacks when we go to California. We stay in some real crap holes, and they are usually about one hundred seventy two hundred bucks a night down there. Yeah, New Orleans is a very nice casino. It's clean. It's modern. Uh, decent place. It's got excellent food venues inside it. Bowling alleys, movie theaters, all kind of stuff. So like, say our 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 car show is going to end at one o'clock. And we give about a four to five hour window in between that and the poker run just so people can spend a little Vegas time with their family, go get a bite to eat, whatever their plans or intentions are for that. Yeah. So, you know, it's a nice property no, you're getting, and, they're, you're, and, listen, they're, and you're, they're really good good yeah, people to do this for us. You know? You're getting a great deal. The regular room rates are $345 a night with the, with the AVW1C09 code. You get the room for one twenty-five. That's a deal. That's a great deal. So, I look forward to seeing you guys out there, man. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up. I appreciate you guys enjoying the story about the trip to San Jose and George's first time at Kelly Park that never was. And uh, I think anything else you want to leave them with? Oh, you guys want to check out George's bus? Not I'm my sorry. bus. A customer. A bu- Rich a bus Dewitt's bus that that was built at the wagon. It's got a killer layout this month in Volksworld magazine. So if you yeah. guys got access to Volksworld, check out the layout. If you saw it in Trends, it's cool. It, I was stoked to be in the first issue of Trends. But if you see the spread that Volksworld put on it, I'm super stoked on that. So yeah, get yourself the newest issue of Volksworld. If you have to pick up last month's, that double cab is in there I built as well. So I got two months in a row yeah. in Volksworld, which I'm really stoked about. I'm super honored for that. Thank you, Alex, from Flatform Media for sending those pictures out yeah. there. Um, yeah. So I'm really stoked on that. That Volksworld spread is awesome. Yeah, it's like it's six be, pages. It's dope. It's going to be. Uh, and a pull-out poster in it too. Yeah. Which, up. man. Straight up. High five, Volks, Volksworld. High five. five. So stoked on that, man. Yeah, I like the pull-out posters, man. That's that's My, my bus made the pull-out poster, bro. Yeah. So. If they're cool, they're going to make it, man. But yeah, man, uh, look forward to seeing all you guys out here for the one crazy weekend, man. And September 24th and 25th in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. That's right. And the... the poker run. Poker run. Make cash some money. money. Make some cash money. I'm figuring out, money. listen, even if you don't win the poker run, I'm figuring out ways that you guys can find, that you guys can make a few bonus bucks during well, I tell you what, the we've rally. Been, we've been getting raffle prizes and we don't have a plan for a raffle. I don't know. Do you have a plan for a raffle? When are you doing a raffle? I, I don't know when the uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know the raffle set up. Maybe we could do it for prizes for the poker we'll run. We'll see. Yeah. Because we got Scott over at Pedalworks donate mm-hmm. some. We got Dave Grundvig. 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 Yep. Donate Grundvig. some freaking dope some Sure dope headphones. Sure headphones. And, and I'm sure they're like pretty killer. Yeah, they're <laughs> super expensive stuff, bro. But uh, Dave Gruntvig hooked us up with some sure solid dude audio equipment. He was on. Go back and listen to Audio Dave, bro. He's he's our boy from Chicago, 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 Illinois. So one of these days we're gonna go out there and see him. We're gonna go to a VW van out in the we Midwest. Got a lot of plans and check it out. Big plans, bro. I gotta quit Big this plans. job, bro. This Big job plans. is in my way, dude. You understand me? Silly this jobs. job is in my way. So uh, until next week, guys. Later. <laughs> <laughs>